Guitar geeks by default are music geeks. Maybe not to the degree of seeking out a first pressing of the Beatles' White Album, but we're definitely somewhere on the music geek spectrum. And we now live in a time where you can listen to anything by any artist anytime you want to with the various music streaming services. Sounds pretty amazing, right? Well, there's a dark side to music streaming as well. And on today's show, I'm gonna state my case against digital music streaming. Hey, Tag family, welcome to episode 214 of the Acoustic Tuesday Show. This show's all about bringing fun, focus, and progress to your guitar journey through my weekly Guitar Geek list, plus success stories from your fellow TAC family members. Speaking of, TAC family member Ben has played guitar for 30 or so years, but these last two years, he hasn't played at all. Well, Ben's decided to pick up the guitar again, and on today's show, you're gonna learn what he's doing different this time and how he's setting himself up for success. Plus, you're gonna get a sneak peek at what the TAC family is working on this week, and it's a lick named after one of the best mustaches in show business. Yes, you heard that right. You're also gonna get your weekly dose of acoustic news you can use, which includes an important update from Heartbreaker Guitars, an extension of the celebration of one of my favorite holidays, and three news stories that will warm your heart and remind you of how significant the guitar is in your life. But first, let's go ahead and dive into the reasons why you should be skeptical of music streaming services. Now, I know I said I was going to do the holiday gift guide this week, but I'm going to go ahead and push it to next week. Now, since I do have five reasons, and since this is the Acoustic Tuesday show, I've got to do a countdown. I must do a countdown. So let's go ahead and dig in. Reason number five against music streaming services is the paradox of choice. Since you can listen to any artist, any album, any time, and anywhere you want to, it's very difficult to choose one. By paying, I don't know, 10, 15 bucks a month, you essentially own all the music, all of it. So how do you make a choice? It's really difficult. I can't tell you how many times I've sat at the kitchen table in the morning picking out, trying to pick out an album and literally wasted like a half hour trying to find the perfect album because I had so many choices. This is a direct parallel to playing guitar. When you go online and try and look for something to play, you have infinite choices. It's really difficult to choose one thing. And when you do choose one thing, you think, oh, is this the right thing? Should I have chosen something else? The same exact thing happens with digital music. Reason number four against music streaming services is that you have no commitment or investment in the album. When you purchase physical music, be it a record, a tape, a CD, an eight track, you actually are investing in the album and you listen to it under different circumstances. You go through every song listening with a rather critical ear because you've invested in the album. I can't tell you how many albums that I've purchased that I thought, gosh, I'm not really jiving with this first song. I may as well go to the next one and see if I like it, since I do own the album. Now, on the contrary, with streaming services, you have no commitment, you have no investment. If that album doesn't catch your attention in the first 15 seconds, you can very happily move on to the next album and never even listen to the rest of the songs on that initial album. It's kind of a bummer and you might be missing out on pure gold. Sometimes because I've purchased an album, I listen to it one, two, three, ten times through, and I discover things that I otherwise wouldn't. The third anti-music streaming reason is that the joy and mystery of the search is gone. 
You know, it used to be that you could go to a music store and ask whomever was working behind the counter. You could say, hey, uh, you know, I dig blues. I dig finger picking. I really like Robert Johnson. I like Book of White. Do you have any other artists that I might really be into? And they'd go ahead and show you a whole stack of albums and you might discover something brand new that you had never seen before, that you had never heard before. You could buy that album. You could take a risk. You could bring it home. You could drop the needle and just be whisked away for 45 minutes in pure discovery of new music. It's not all that magical anymore. You simply get fed artists that you might like on whatever streaming platform that you're signed up for. I'm not saying this is a bad thing because I've discovered plenty of new artists because Spotify had fed it to me through a playlist. I'm appreciative of that. But what I'm missing is that magic. That magic of discovery that seems to be gone. You used to have these wonderful word of mouth recommendations that really aren't there anymore. You can sit alone in your house and discover new music. And again, while that is a positive of music streaming, I also think it's a negative because there was just some, something mysterious and magical about that search, wondering if you were gonna find something cool. And when you did find something cool, it was a momentous occasion. And I guarantee you, if you found something cool to listen to, in that old way, walking into a record store, you probably remember the exact album, you probably remember exactly where you were at that time, and you probably remember exactly where you were when you listened to that album for the first time. To me, that's nostalgia, and that's something that's missing from music streaming services. The second reason I have for you is a doozy, and it's one that I think you'll resonate with. The art of the album is extinct. It's no longer about an entire album, an entire collection of songs. It's about single songs. It's about releasing a single so frequently that you forget that they were supposed to be on an album in the first place. Now, I really enjoy the album as a whole. And when I'm talking about the art of the album, I'm talking about the entire package. What's on the cover? What's on the inside when you open it? What's on the back? The liner notes? Everything about the album, everything about the physical album is incredible. Before you even drop the needle on a record, you're just immersing yourself in an experience. You might love the album artwork, the cover. It might be one of your favorite pieces of art ever. You might love the liner notes, the way they're written, the lyrics that are right there in front of you. With digital music, that's not the case. Yeah, you get a cool thumbnail on your phone or on your computer, but that's about it. If you wanna get the liner notes, you gotta dig a little bit deeper. It's not there for you. And don't even get me started on the song order of an album. You know. I always felt that there was so much thought and care into organizing the songs of an album so that it gave you this wonderful journey. I feel like the art of that is lost now because everybody's just releasing single after single and nobody really listens to a full album anymore. Well, I do, and chances are you do as well. And if you don't, it's okay, I'm not judging you. I just encourage you to do that because there's nothing like going on a journey for, again, 45 minutes to an hour, song to song, knowing that you're walking the steps that the artist laid out for you. It's so cool. And again, I feel like with music streaming services, that is nearly extinct. The final reason I have for you as to why music streaming services aren't doing you any favors is that they don't compensate the artist fairly. Now you might be thinking, Tone, I just listened to the music that doesn't really affect me all that much. It actually does. Let me explain. When an artist's song gets played on a streaming service, they get compensated in the fractions of a penny. And even if you get played 
thousands of times, millions of times, that doesn't amount to all that much. I know from personal experience, and I've talked to many artists who have the same kind of thorn in their side. They love the exposure that the streaming provides. However, it's not really financially viable. And you might be thinking, well, that's not really my problem. Again, I just listen to the music. Well, let me paint this picture for you. It actually is your problem. It's all of our problems as music appreciators, fans, music geeks, guitar geeks. We wanna see the artists that we love continue to make music because we love them as artists and we love their music. It means something to us. But when they can't continue to make music because music is their livelihood and they're not being compensated correctly or fairly, then they can't pursue music as their livelihood and thus ends their music career or their creation of new music. So yeah, it kind of puts us listeners in a bit of a bind, us fans in a bit of a bind because, well, while we like listening to their music, when we listen to it on a streaming service, it's not really doing them any favors. I'm not saying it's, it's doing them nothing, it's doing them fractions of a penny. And I'm not even equating this directly to money. I'm equating this to an artist being able to continue to create because it's their livelihood. So how can we fix this? This is actually something we can fix. We can actually fix a lot of these by going to your local record store, talking to other music and guitar geeks about new music. We can actually rekindle this nostalgia of physical music, but to remedy this very thing of the artists not being compensated fairly, we can purchase their music. Now, I'm not saying don't listen to it on streaming services, but if you find yourself listening to the same album time and time and time and time and time again, put some money behind it. Find the artist's website and buy it directly from them. Even if you never listen to that physical copy, you're saying, hey, I believe in you. I want you to continue to create. Now, you might not have ever looked at purchasing an album that way, but I encourage you to do so. And I encourage you to look at it as an investment in the artist, a proclamation of your, your, your fanhood of the artist, if that's even a word. In all seriousness, you know, if, if you like something, if you like an artist, do your best to support them, whether that's buying merch, purchasing albums, or spreading the word about them so other people can discover them as well. Don't just send them a playlist, you know, talk to them and say, hey, you should check this artist out. So there you have it. My five reasons against music streaming services. No, music streaming services are not the devil, but I don't necessarily think they're the best thing that have ever happened to the music industry. With all that being said, I've stated my case. I want you to state yours. In the comments below, let me know what you love about music streaming. Let me know what you hate about music streaming. Go ahead and state your case right there in the comments below. It's now time for the Tuesday Tack Guitar Lick Challenge. And the lick on deck for you today is a lick by the name of Burt Reynolds. And it has to do with the banjo. I know it's a stretch, but I promise you Burt Reynolds, the banjo, and guitar are all connected in today's guitar lick. Now you might be thinking to yourself, Tuesday Tack Guitar Lick Challenge, What's this all about? I'm new here, I don't really understand what that means. Let me explain. Within Tony's Acoustic Challenge, every day of the week is dedicated to one of the five areas of guitar improvement. On Mondays, we work on a technique challenge. Tuesdays is a guitar lick challenge. Wednesdays is an improvisation. Wednesdays is an improvisation challenge. Thursdays is a rhythm guitar challenge. And Fridays is a chord transition challenge. Today is Tuesday. Today, the TAC family is working on a guitar lick. Well, and I wanted to give you a sneak peek as to what they're working on 
and give you a little bit more information around the lick in general. So without further ado, let me introduce you to the guitar lick named Burt Reynolds. All of the challenges this week within Tony's Acoustic Challenge are dedicated to impressive mustaches. Yes, you've got Burt Reynolds, you've got uh, Groucho Marx, and you've got, um, oh shoot, I forgot the third one. Attack fam, if you log in, you'll be able to see it. Uh, but yes, this entire week is dedicated to impressive mustaches. And what does that have to do with music? Well, you've got impressive mustaches over here, and I always have thought that it's impressive to bust out banjo techniques on the guitar. And that's the underlying musical theme this week within Tony's Acoustic Challenge, applying banjo techniques to the acoustic guitar in rhythm, in licks, in improvisation, it's all there. And since today is Tuesday, Guitar Lick Challenge Day, I wanted to show you what the TAC fam was working on. This is the lick Burt Reynolds. <laughs> Now, a couple of things before we get started. First, you'll notice I have finger picks on today because if we're doing banjo techniques, I thought, well, I should wear finger picks to bring out as much banjo out of the guitar as I can. The second thing, this lick is performed in open G tuning. This lick is performed in open G tuning. Yeah, I said that right. I thought I goofed up my words. Uh, so let me quickly go over that tuning with you. You'll drop your low E string to a D. Your A string will go down to a G. Your D string stays the same. The G string stays the same. The B string stays the same. The high E goes down to a D. So there you have a nice open G major chord, or rather a G major chord when you strike the open strings. Now, for those of you who wanna learn this lick note for note, just the way that I play it, TAC fam, all you have to do is sign in. It's waiting for you right there on your homepage. Click Start Challenge, you'll go right to the teaching video. Then once you get it under your fingers, you can move on to the play along video. Go ahead and pick a speed that's comfortable for you and make sure to pop open that tab in a separate window. Just click the tab icon in the lower right hand corner and this way you can play exactly what I'm playing. Okay, so this lick, what's it good for? Is this just kind of a party trick? No, it's not just a party trick, although I guess it could qualify as that. But this is a fantastic lick if you're looking to wrap up a phrase, maybe end a, a phrase of a song, maybe a verse of a song or a chorus of a song. What this lick's purpose is, is it brings you back to home base. In this case, the one chord, which in the key of G is a G major. So really from any chord that you're playing, you can perform this lick and it will bring you right back to the top or right back to that one chord. It's a great kind of home base lick and one that I think you'll find a lot of use out of or you'll get a lot of use out of, especially if you find yourself singing with a song and you're wondering, gosh, can I do something at the end of a verse that's a little bit more interesting than simply just changing to the next chord. If you throw this lick in, it's just a nice way to kind of put some punctuation on the end of a verse and then start again. So let me go ahead and show this to you. I'm just gonna finger pick a bit in this open G tuning and I'll go to this lick from a number of chords just so you can kind of hear how it functions and how it always wants to go back to that G chord, that one chord in the key of G.
So yeah, this lick really does work well. Again, kind of as a turnaround, as a phrase ender. That could be a vocal phrase, or that could be a phrase that you're actually playing on the guitar. I hope you dig this, and I hope you find exploring within the open G major tuning extremely fun. As I've said in past episodes, you know, open tunings really do a wonderful job of dictating what sounds good and what doesn't. Uh, you can really freely explore, explore open tunings, even if you don't know much about the tuning, just by playing one single string and seeing what sounds good to your ear. Okay, before we get back to the show, I wanna talk a little bit about showing up. Showing up to play guitar. Showing up to play guitar undistracted. Distraction is the number one enemy to all guitar players. So when you show up to play guitar for your minimum of 10 minutes, do so undistracted. Close all the extra tabs on your browser. Don't have Facebook open and YouTube open and Tony's Acoustic Challenge open or some other learning site. Don't have everything open all at once. Focus your efforts on what you're doing. You don't need that other stuff. It's just a distraction. If you're able to, put your phone in airplane mode or set it outside your guitar room. Get all of your distractions away. Tell the family, hey, I'm going into the guitar den for 10 minutes. After my 10 minutes is up, I'll come out. I'll watch a movie with you, etc. Minimize those distractions because your focus is so precious. And your focus is the key to your continual progress on your guitar journey. Since you just saw what guitar lick the TAC family is working on, I figured it'd be a great time to shine the spotlight on TAC family member Ben. Ben has played guitar for over 30 years. But these last two years, he didn't play at all. But he's jumping back in, and he's committed to consistency. Here's what Ben had to say about his guitar routine. How do you, how do you like the TAC living room? I'm just curious. I like it a lot, it's okay. comfortable. <laughs> Good, looks like you got some nice speakers back there. Uh, I know. <laughs> Uh, ben, what's your goal over the next 90 days and what's the routine that's going to help you get there? My goal is similar to Mike's of uh, just being consistent. Uh, I've played guitar for maybe 30 years, but uh, got away from playing it the last two years, trying to get back. And I've discovered I've got a lot of ha bad habits and things. So I've just made the goal simply to five days a week, uh, practice for 10 minutes to 30 minutes at about 4.30 in the afternoon. Um, because I, that's after work and before dinner um, and um, do the tack challenge each day. Nice. And then on the weekends, I'll save that for learning a song or just playing songs that I enjoy or something like that, or maybe learning a scale or two. Um, and um, how the obstacle I see that could come to that, though, is I'm starting a new job here next week. And I'm not sure what the work schedule is going to be for that job. So I may have to instead switch my practice time to in the morning before I go to work or maybe after dinner. So I really appreciate Ben sharing that with all of us guitar geeks for two distinct reasons. Number one, Ben is committed to consistency. Yes, Ben knows that consistency is the secret to having fun with the guitar and achieving that day-to-day -day progress that we're all after. You heard it. Ben outlined his guitar routine. Five days per week, he's going to sit down for at least 10 minutes per day with his guitar and simply play. If he hits a half hour, all the better. And on the weekends, he's going to work on some periphery things, some songs and scales, what have you. It's like guitar bonus time. 
The second reason I'm so happy that Ben shared that is he set himself up for success twofold. Number one, he's committed to consistency with his guitar routine. Number two, he actually knows of an upcoming obstacle that could derail him. And not only does he know about that obstacle, he's made a plan around that obstacle. He's like, you know what? I have this new job coming up. I don't know what the schedule is gonna be. So I may have to shift the time I play guitar. Now this may seem simple and it may seem almost rudimentary, but the fact that Ben has looked ahead, notified an obstacle, or at least seen that obstacle in the distance and said, you know what, if that happens, I'll do this. That makes him all the more likely to continue his guitar routine, to continue that consistency that does lead to that day-to-day -day progress. Again, huge Guitar Geek thanks to Ben for sharing that. And he had the chance to share that on the last 90-day progress party within Tony's Acoustic Challenge, the live 90-day progress party that we do, well, every 90 days. And as a TAC family member, I want you to be at the next one. So mark your calendars for January 5th at 11 a.m. Mountain Time in the year 2022. Yes, January 5th, 2022 at 11 a.m. Mountain Time is the next live Tony's Acoustic Challenge 90-day progress party. I sure hope you can make it. It's now time for your weekly dose of acoustic news you can use. And this week, we're gonna kick things off by checking in with Brendan at Heartbreaker Guitars. Thanks, Tony. Acoustic Tuesday fans, welcome to Heartbreaker Guitars. My name's Brendan Smith. Toby's on vacation this week. Yeah, Tony, he's actually in the Bahamas. He's been complaining a lot, so we sent him on vacation. So Toby's out of here. Anyway, Acoustic Tuesday, we've got three killer stories for you on deck. First, supply chain. Everybody's talking about supply chain. What does it mean to the guitar consumer? So we're gonna cover that. Next, we've got the FERC Edition 40 guitar. Tony, everybody's been clamoring for the 40th anniversary FERC guitar. We're gonna talk about that, which is coming out real soon. And finally, we're gonna cover this amazing Rick Turner RS6 stage acoustic guitar. So guys, without further ado, let's jump right in to the Acoustic Tuesday newscast. First on deck, Tony, supply chain. What is supply chain? According to Wikipedia, a supply chain is a system of organizations, people, activities, information, and resources involved in supplying a product or service to a consumer. So what does that even mean? Well, basically, Tony, that's a fancy way of saying it's all the steps involved in bringing a service or product to market. And it can be kind of complex depending on what product or service you're actually providing. Two years ago, COVID happened. Can you believe it's been almost two years since COVID hit everybody? So what did that do to guitar building? Well, Tony, basically production stopped. Everybody was staying home and people were picking up the guitar. A lot of people that never played guitar before were learning to play the guitar. And us guitar junkies, we had more time on our hands to play the guitar. So demand exploded, but production came to a complete halt. So we had this huge issue with production flow. Let me give you an example. Loudon Guitars out of Northern Ireland. Normally we get a guitar from them in about three or four months. They're down to 10 to 12 months, Tony. Paul Reed Smith Guitars. Normally they're shooting guitars out in about five, six months. They're at a year and a half production time for Paul Reed Smith. So Tony, what does all this mean to the guitar player? Well, basically guys, you better just be patient because if you want a custom order guitar, it's gonna take a while. If you want a guitar now, you better look at the retailers that have stock inventory and get one of those instruments. 
Okay, Tony, next on deck, the FERC Edition 40, the 40th anniversary guitar from FERC Guitars out of the Czech Republic. Tony, this guitar is absolutely stunning. We've got an Alpine spruce over an ash back and sides, and let me tell you something, Tony, this thing's insane. They actually got the ash from a tree that was growing outside of their building for many years. During the reconstruction of Fur Guitars, they took the tree down, they had to remove it, and everybody loved the tree so much they decided to save the wood and actually use it for a future project. Well, that future project is the Furk Edition 40. We've got bevels on the arm and the body, and both of them are inlaid with the sequential number of the 40 guitars that are being built. So how do you get your hands on one of these Perk Edition 40s, which should be available in about a month and a half, two months? Well, unfortunately, it's not as easy as picking up the phone and calling a dealer. Tony, there's actually an application process. They want to make sure that these guitars go to FERC enthusiasts, FERC fans. So you have to show proof of purchase of a prior FERC guitar. I know it's a little crazy. I'm not sure that's how I would have done it, but that's the way FERC wants it. They want these guitars to go to true FERC enthusiasts. So if you want to take the next step and get one of these FERC Edition 40s, just contact your local FERC dealer, including Heartbreaker Guitars. Okay guys, next on deck we've got the Renaissance RS6 guitar. This is a stage acoustic guitar. It's meant to be amplified. You've probably seen Lindsey Buckingham playing this guitar with Fleetwood Mac as one of his favorite guitars. So let's go to Jason Kurtzen for a quick demo. This particular RS6 is the California series, which has curly redwood and black acacia back and sides. That was Jason Kurtzen on the guitar. Jason, great job, buddy. Anyway, Acoustic Tuesday fans, that's a wrap. This is Heartbreaker Guitars. Thank you guys so much for stopping by. Tony, back to you, my friend. Now, I have professed my love of Halloween on previous Acoustic Tuesday shows. And if this is your first Acoustic Tuesday show ever, let me go ahead and just state it again. I love Halloween. It's my favorite holiday. Now, I know Thanksgiving is coming up, and that's an awesome holiday as well but I just can't let go of Halloween. I can't do it. So I found two things to help us continue the celebration of Halloween. The first one comes from Molly Tuttle. Adam's family on a 12 string. Molly, you're the best. You're simply the best. Now, I do want to continue this Halloween masquerade, if you will. And this year, Chicago Music Exchange got their house band together to play some of the most popular Halloween songs that are out there. 
I've got three more news nuggets for you and they're all actually connected. And they all point to the fact that the guitar is a significant part of all of our lives. And the guitar plays such an important role. It can be a best friend. It can be something that sets you free creatively. It can be something that provides solace in the, in the darkest of times. The first news nugget is something that I found on Instagram. And it's simply Marcus King posing with his first guitar. Now, let me go ahead and read that post for you. Spending time with my first guitar, now my nephew's first guitar. My dad gave this to me when I was about three or four years old. I believe Secret Agent Man and Louie Louie were the first two songs I learned on this old gal. I just love that. Now, if you're not familiar with Marcus King, you gotta check him out. Not necessarily in the acoustic realm, however, he's an artist you need to know. He's simply incredible. He's an incredible vocalist, he's an incredible songwriter, and he is an absolutely incredible guitar player. Now, the next news nugget I have for you involves Billy Strings and they're connected in two distinct ways. Marcus King played with Billy Strings at Carter Vintage Guitars. Here's a quick clip of that. also connected in a different way. We just looked at Marcus King's first guitar. It holds a dear place in his heart. Well, Billy Strings just gifted his former elementary school, all the kids in that elementary school, with their first guitar. Here's the news story. You guys a bit of a surprise. Paying it forward, one chord at a time. The guitar was always a good friend of mine all throughout my whole life, and, it, and it's led me to a lot of amazing places, and it's always been a good friend. Often, a good friendship is worth sharing with others. What I wanted to do was give each and every one of you a guitar. And that's what brought Billy Strings, his band, and over 200 new guitars to Twin Rivers Elementary School in Muir. You guys are all getting a guitar. This is the coolest thing I've ever done. Winning Grammys is cool, but giving back to your community and especially to children is a lot cooler. Billy Strings was William Apostle when he attended Twin Rivers some two decades ago. Childhood wasn't easy for Strings. He found comfort with his guitar. The guitar was always my best friend and sort of distracted me from a lot of the stuff that was going on around me and was my coping mechanism and survival strategy. The rising bluegrass star who won Best Bluegrass Album at this year's Grammys. Thought the kids back home could use a little of that inspiration. Maybe there's a troubled kid here that could be uh, saved through music like I was. This last piece of news I have for you is connected to the previous two. Let me go ahead and recap. We saw a picture of Marcus King spending time with his very first guitar, which holds a dear place in his heart. Billy Strings' first guitar held a dear place in his heart, so he gifted 200 students from his former elementary school with their first guitar. And in that news story, Billy Strings said, you know what, the guitar has always been there for me. It's a lifelong friend. Well, most recently, Guitars for Vets graduate Jeff Stone just learned that very same lesson. And to me, this underscores how significant the guitar is and how powerful it is. Jeff Stone is a recent graduate of Guitars for Vets, and here's what he had to say about the guitar. G4V created a path for me to learn and continue to grow with my guitar, and also gave me a lifelong friend. 
thereby proclaiming and proving the power of guitar and the power of music. And on that awesome note, I think it's a great time to wrap up the Acoustic Tuesday show for today. How cool, I just got the warm fuzzies. Uh, but before I do so, let's go ahead and take a sneak peek into next week. Now, next week, I'll be talking about the holiday gift guide. Yes, it's time, it's that time of year to look at Guitar Geek gifts for your Guitar Geek friends or your Guitar Geek selves. Now, I know I said I was gonna do that this week, but I wanted to delay it one week because I really wanted to provide you with a juicy Guitar Geek gift list. And yes, that's happening next week on Acoustic Tuesday. Remember, you can catch Acoustic Tuesday every single Tuesday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time. I want to thank you so much for sharing your time with me today. And before I let you go, I want to remind you of one thing. Your guitar success, however you define it, is directly related to your guitar routine. So please invest the time in developing your guitar routine and make sure to have fun every day that you play. Thank you again for sharing your time with me. Thank you for being a guitar geek, and I'll see you next Tuesday on the Acoustic Tuesday Show. Cheers to you, and Guitar Geeks Unite.